0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my super special guest an icon in the mortgage, housing, real estate industry, the one, the only Barry Habib. Barry, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to be on the Loan Officer Podcast.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you.
0: Yeah, here we are. We're in Orlando, Florida. We're at the Hilton Bonnet Creek. Shout out to Hilton Bonnet Creek. Thank you for all of their accommodations. It's funny. I was listening to uh, your morning update this morning and, and the song was, you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. So full disclosure, JC and I are set up in the lobby ready to do this, waiting for you, and they come and say, hey, you can't do the lobby. I'm like, oh, crap, what can we do? And luckily, they, they found a nice meeting room for us, so I definitely want to shout out the Hilton Con- uh, Bonnet Creek as well as the Florida Association of Mortgage Professionals because that's why you're here.
1: And I have to do a shout-out to Dawn Bennis because not only she put the deal together for this whole conference uh, as, the, as the leader of this year for uh, the FAMP, but she was kind enough in the middle of everything to set this up for us. So oh, was, that's fantastic. Really well, so it's thank It's good you. to be here.
0: Thank you very much, Dawn. So for our listeners, um, who a bulk of our listeners, I tell people, they're either someone who makes a career out of financing homes, people who make a career out of selling homes, or people who just want to buy homes, which I think encapsulates about 75% of the American populace. Our listeners know of you because I talk openly about MBS Highway. I talk about how I personally have purchased my CMA booklet. I'm only about one chapter into it. Life keeps on getting in the way. Um, and I've been following you since mortgage market guide. Um, so I'm grateful to have you on the show, but what I would like to do, if it's okay with you, I want to get to know Barry Habib, the man, the entrepreneur, the businessman, right. From, from starting mortgage market guide and selling it right to executive producing a rock of ages, you're three crystal balls, but selling stereos yeah. out of the back of a car before you became an LO, and not just any LO, but one of the most successful loan officers in the country. Like, looking at your career, one would only want to emulate everything you've accomplished. So if it's okay with you, I'm gonna tell the listeners, you need to know what's going on in the market. You need to follow Barry. The best way is to follow you is to become a member of MBS Highway.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good way to do it because we do a video every day. And I think that video can help you transform yourself from a salesperson into an advisor, where uh, you understand the marketplace and be able to articulate it. And that's really what's important when you think about when you think about what we're able to do in any kind of sales or in any relationship. It comes down to communication, and from a communication standpoint, the better equipped that you are, the more practiced and rehearsed that you are, the more polished you are, uh, with valuable insights. Look, it's just 2021, information's everywhere, but wisdom is still a really valuable commodity that will either draw people to you or have people pay for, and that's why gaining wisdom is more critical than ever as everyone tries to turn almost everything today into a commodity, uh, and it's not. You know, buying a mortgage or taking out a mortgage is not like buying a flat screen TV on Amazon. It's Correct. Uh, it's a really important financial decision. And while somebody might say monthly payment is monthly payment, the way that monthly payment impacts every individual borrower is different. And you need to understand that. But it's much deeper than that. You know, being being well equipped is important for your relationships regardless of what they are. Family, romantic, uh, friendship, work-wise. It's, it's, it's important to be... To be knowledgeable and to have something important to offer
0: yeah i couldn't agree more we talk um incessantly on this podcast about mortgages need to be tailor-made to match and mirror your financial needs wants and goals there's no one size fits all mortgage i was recently reading your book by the way money in the streets fantastic book it's an easy read and a good read which i appreciate you know someone who probably has a ninth grade uh, reading level here i appreciate the level that was written at and it it flowed well it was very entertaining which is how I learned that you got started by selling stereos out of, out of, uh, yeah.
1: So that, that was, you know, <laughs> I, so I grew up really poor. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I was first generation born here and I, I was in college and was kind of bored with, you know, just uh, too much energy and I wanted to get out and do something. So, um, in the summertime I start selling <laughs> housewares and somebody taught me how to hustle housewares out of the trunk of my car. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny, but random acts of kindness tend to come back to you. And um, I, I see this guy trying to make a sale, but it's stereo equipment. He was doing the same thing I was doing, but he was doing it with stereos where I was doing it with housewares. And so um, I, I, I saw what he had. and It was good stuff. And he was having a little bit of a struggle. So I just, just to try and be nice, I tried to help him. And uh, afterwards, you know, he was older than me, you know, and uh, I was still a young kid. And he he kind of pulled me aside, and he thanked me this and that, and he explained to me that, you know, housewares are great, but you can make more money doing this, selling stereo equipment. And he was just because I randomly helped him. It's just it's it's so funny how God just puts things yeah. out there for you if you just pay attention. So just meeting this guy randomly in a pizza shop, watching him make a sale or trying to make a sale, um, that introduction got me into selling stereo equipment, which was more profitable. And so I would hustle stereo equipment. I'd go into a store and I'd um, any store, pizzeria, dry cleaner, whatever. As you go to where there's a whole strip of stores, well, and you just go are like, in there.
0: Is this is this stolen berry? People would think that sometimes,
1: <laughs> but um, no, we would purchase everything yeah, and, and, and get it at a discount. But you'd walk in there and say, "Hey, I got a great deal on stereo equipment for the house or car. Could you use anything for yourself today?" And uh, you know, some people would throw you out. but Some people would buy from you, and I actually wound up making a lot of money. Got all my friends to work with me, and. Uh, we had a ball. It was it was so much, so much fun doing that and being out every day. And then with some of that money, I started buying real estate properties. And okay, started from there. That's
0: right. So your introduction to the mortgage and housing industry was actually as a consumer purchasing property yeah. for, for your own benefit.
1: Yeah. So you know, I, I would, uh, I would, maybe see some of the shortcomings of some of the mortgage professionals out there. And one night, I just guy was, was doing my mortgage and. I said, just tell me how the guys do in the mortgage business. Now, meanwhile, my family was like, you gotta stop selling stereos yeah. out of the trunk of your car. Right? <laughs> I was like, I'm making a lot of money doing it. So um, so I, I on a whim, I got into the mortgage business. You know, you're young, you think you could do anything, right? Of so course. it was like Superman's you know, cape is on. Yeah, you know, you're like, hey, you know, so I'm like, what do the top guys do in the industry? Because if I was gonna try and do it, I was gonna be one of the top guys. Um, and then I jumped in. But when I jumped into the industry, I didn't realize, you know the obstacles. And I was just blessed with the birth of twins, Dan and Nicole. So failure was not an option. You know, I, it was, yep. there was no way I was going to fail. So uh, whatever it took, I was going to do. And that wound up actually being knocking on people's doors and asking if they wanted to take out a mortgage. Isn't
0: that amazing what you said about, um, you know, your, your wife at the time being pregnant with twins. Well, and, we had twins they were two but, months old. Oh, you already had twins for me. Like my signature story is like, well, how'd you become successful? I mean, it's real easy. Uh, have your wife get pregnant, have her quit her job, move from West Palm to Orlando. And back yourself into a corner because you only have one option that's to come out swinging right yeah um probably not the best advice to give but it definitely works because it's a it's it's meaning hey don't go and you know have your wife get pregnant and have her quit her job etc but no it's, it's it's cool because many people have that very similar story what i'm curious about um at what point did you lean hard into becoming a guru of the economics that drive our industry that drive our country? And how did you achieve the wealth of knowledge you now have? Um, especially for someone like myself who may wanna follow in your footsteps, but I mean, you didn't necessarily go to school for this. No. You learned it OJT on the job training, but you also went out and probably sought the information. Just out of curiosity, and a quick synopsis, how? How did you become the Barry Habib that we know in the mortgage industry?
1: So, you know, you talked about selling stereo equipment. So, when I was doing that, and, and really kind of just, I think we all should try and do this. If you're going to do something, just try and do it really well. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do something. I just, I don't know, I'm not wired that way. I can't understand how you could try and do something and just mail it in or just, you know, because you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. You know, I don't care if anybody's looking, I'm looking. And uh, I wanna make sure that, that it's the best reflection of me. So what, what I'm doing has to be, has to be at a certain level, there's certain minimum standards. And when I was selling stereo equipment, even though it was just a kid selling stereo equipment out of the trunk of my car, I devoured every bit of information I could to understand and gain expertise in that. So if I spoke to you about something, I'd be able to tell you why this stereo was better than another, why this car stereo, why the speaker was better, why this, you know, I, I know I'm going to date myself here, turntable or, yes. or or you know a cassette recorder or a DVD player or whatever it was, why this had advantages and features and why it would be important to you, which is even much more important. You know, you talked about something uh, that you mentioned earlier, and the way that the book read was conversational and easy. So you know, I, I would be able to speak at a level that may be over someone's head, potentially. I don't know, but I never would like to do that. Because communication is, in everything, extremely mm-hmm. important. And most people don't like to say that they're not following you. So what you really have to do is you have to try and make things relatable and easy to understand. Um, I think that's a real key in communication. Some people want to impress when they communicate. I think you should simplify it. Don't look to impress look to get your message across. I think that's absolutely critical.
0: But as someone who's been following you for 15 years, I subscribed to Mortgage Market Guide when, when that was it. Now it's NBS Highway. And you're talking about Fibonacci lines and levels of, of resistance and ceilings of support or ceilings of resistance, levels of support. Okay. Um, I mean, at what point did you start bringing that into your career? Did you have a mentor that you that so direction. many mentors I, okay. I owe
1: so much gratitude to so many people in, in so many ways again you know God puts people in your life God puts things in your in front of you that um, you know was the guy that we talked about that got me to sell stereo equipment to um, Deborah Jones who got me my start as a speaker uh, to Bob Pisani from CNBC who gave me a shot on TV uh, to Jack Rummett Steve Nissen who taught me technical there's so many in my life that I owe a tremendous amount of gratitude for holly roth who taught me the mortgage business there's just just countless people that um, came into my life but seeing that and using the uh, opportunity that you have to learn from them to be able to springboard and then to put it into action i mean it's one thing to learn it's another thing to put it into action right so you asked a question a moment ago about um, how did i gain some of this expertise well listen I, you know I, I continue to try and learn and mm-hmm. right? so um, I view myself more of a student than a master. I think that um, trying to constantly put yourself in the position of a student and always wanting to learn. I, I read a tremendous amount every day because things are always changing. You know, you're going to get stale. If you don't grow, you die. So, Ain't that the truth? Yeah. So when, when it comes to um, gaining expertise, I had to become very, very fluent in mortgage language because that was my career. But it wasn't just mortgage. I realized that if you just understand the language of mortgage, which is not easy and takes a lot, then you're really limited because then you don't understand what's really going on. What's really going on is people are not buying a mortgage. I don't know anybody who wants to buy a mortgage. Nobody. Nobody says, put me in debt. What they really want to do is they want to buy money to use it. So if you don't view it as a mortgage and you view it as what it's really, you're selling them money. So money is so multifaceted. And that's what, that's what really got my attention was, well, wait a, wait a second here. There's ways that you can use this money to leverage it and create wealth. You know, that was the light bulb that went on for me. And that's where I said, okay, well, I don't just need to understand this. I need to understand how to leverage this to create wealth for the clients I was working with. And once I started doing that for them, instead of selling them a mortgage, I was creating wealth for them and everything changed.
0: And like anything else, I'm sure you compound that year after year, decade after decade. If you're getting 1% better per day, one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits by James Clear, where he talks about 1% better. Then I can only imagine, you know, 30 plus years into your career, how much that's compounded.
1: If you continue to be a student. If you continue to be a student. Yeah, the winners never relax. So on that,
0: what drives you? I mean, I only read off one fifth of your accolades, right? I mean, we didn't talk about rock of ages and it's going to be opening up in vegas here soon and the chris angel in vegas and the multiple companies you've started and sold and your acting gigs and i mean at, at this point what what is driving you to continue to hit the the conferences and the conventions and sit down with people like me you didn't have to do this you know and and, and you're doing it i'm just curious what, what what drives you
1: well that one i'm going to blame on my really great assistant sasha for booking no i'm <laughs> kidding <laughs> thank you sasha so, no but um yeah, it's a pleasure. Well, you know, when you see people like yourself who uh, who are, are looking to help others and looking to do well, reminds me of me. And there's so many people out there that didn't have to do things for me who did. And so you try to you try to remember yeah. that.
0: But I mean, in, in general. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that because that, that answers why you're here with me and I, I, I owe you a bunch of gratitude for this. But what has driven you to, to not want to be like, Hey, you know what? I'm done. Like, well, that that wouldn't be as, as, that,
1: So that wouldn't be as much fun. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So it's not as much fun and it's, it's great to, it's great to be able to help others. Yeah, It really is. It, it's, it's something that, um, adds fulfillment in your life. So, so there's a lot of people who are very wealthy and very successful, but they're not very happy. And I think that's part of that is missing fulfillment. Fulfillment is something that you can't buy or you can't win your way to uh, because those things are fleeting. Now, that could put you in a position, so it's very important to be successful and it's very important to make a lot of money, but it's just as if not more important to have fulfillment in your life. And that can be different for people, of course. Uh, For me, it comes from making a difference and helping others and knowing that you're on the right path. So that's, that's where that comes from. If you, look, you know, we, we've been blessed with talents. Everybody has a lot of talent. And I think it's important for us to tap into what your talents are. And that doesn't mean you're limited to that because you can gain additional talents. But are you doing something with those gifts that you've been given? Because I think that gives you fulfillment. And the other is... Is, is if you can understand the things that motivate you. Is it your significant other? Is it your parents? Is it your kids? Is it is it competitive spirit? You know, tap into what motivates you, and if you could really get in touch with that, a lot of us just go through day to day without really being on plan. Okay. Um, I think being more focused and being on plan allows you to achieve your goals. It's kind of like driving without a GPS. If you're not. If you're in your car and you're just driving,
0: you know, a lot of our listeners don't know what that's like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if you're just driving without, you know, yes. a, 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 yeah, put your phone fine. down, yeah. but, but if you have a destination and a plan on how to get there, you're going to get there faster, more efficiently, and, and you'll, you'll probably get there. Uh, so a lot of people are taking it day by day. You know, I, I believe that you really in sports, which I can certainly relate to as many people can you score when you're on offense. Yeah. Right. I mean, like baseball. OK, so you're only score when you're on offense. But so many people spend their time being reactionary or analogous to playing defense. You have to do that. But if you don't have an offensive plan, if you don't have, OK, here's what I'm going. Here's what I'm where I'm going to be in the future. This is how I'm going to get there step by step by step by step. And these are the things I'm going to do. It's very hard to get there, you know, and then before you know it, I mean, time goes so darn fast. And the key is to do things as early in your career as possible because that's when you get the exponential effect of it. You know, you 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 think about think about doubling, you know, you know, 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64. You want the last double. Yeah. The only way you get the last double is by starting early.
0: Makes perfect sense. I mean, right? That's that's taught basic personal finance. So you mentioned two things. One was time. I need to be respectful of your time because you're keynoting here in just like 20, 30 minutes at the FAMP. Uh, you mentioned baseball. I'm a huge baseball fan, and you don't even know this, but I need to thank you. I was able to enjoy New Yankee Stadium on you. We used your tickets about three years ago. I was in New York City for the uh, secondary conference, the Mortgage Bankers Secondary Conference. And a guy that I was with uh, has a connection with you. And he's like, hey, I'm in town. Uh, are you using your tickets? And uh, we got to go sit up behind home plate on Barry Habib. So thank you. So, we had a blast. <laughs> I probably drank too much Crown and Diet, but Did, that's was, a whole other story.
1: So yeah, this, the seats were great. Mayor Bloomberg, you had Rudy Giuliani <laughs> there, and then you had Lauren Michael right there, all in the same area. So yeah. we, we, that was a great. those were great seats. Yeah, yeah no,
0: so, so thank you for that. Um, so because we're, we're short on time, Three quick hits, what advice would you have for anyone getting started today? Whether it's in the mortgage industry, real estate industry, or an entrepreneur, based on your experiences, your success, and maybe even your failures that you could
1: just. So people will gravitate towards you if you can help them and if you could add value. And how could you do that? Be empathetic towards what their points of friction are. So if you're talking about somebody getting into the mortgage business today, there are plenty of points of friction. There's a lack of inventory. There's discouraged buyers. There's people who need more money to bid against cash offers. There's people considering renting. So how can I alleviate those points of friction? That's what we do at MBSI. Highways. We create all these mm-hmm. tools to do that. There's a bid over ask tool. There's a cost of waiting tool. There's a real estate
0: Those, those tool. tools, full disclosure, no BS, are phenomenal. Thank well, whoever you. you have in the background doing your IT work with your brain,
1: you guys are knocking it that. We have a wonderful team. Yep. So it's definitely a team effort. So. What we try and do is is allow you to alleviate those points of friction. If you do that, people will gravitate towards you. So the first step is to identify what are those points of friction. So if you're going to, if you're just starting in the business, and it's nice to see a lot of people doing that. Before you try to solicit someone, do a little romance, do a little background, you know. Um, you know, if you if you think about it, everybody likes that, right? It's very flattering if you've done a little research. So stalk them, stalk them on social media, stalk them on uh, on the internet, you know, Google them and find out anything that's flattering. It's not very hard to find because if I'm in sales as a referral source, maybe it's a real estate agent, or maybe it's, you know, uh, a financial advisor, planner or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. even a divorce attorney, something like that. Well, if you look at their website or if you look at their social media, they will be promoting all the good things about them. So you don't have to look very far. So the fact that you do that research and then you approach them, it's going to be a much warmer reception. And it shows that you care. It shows that you, so, so the way our brain works is, is it's, it's amazing, but you analyze that subconsciously and you say, well, this is a person who's done research, who works hard, who's serious. That's the kind of person that I might be more inclined to work with anyway. And then the fact that they're saying these nice things about you, it's, you know, it's, it's very it nice it to listen better, to. Yes. And then in addition to that, what would happen is that when you're at the meeting, if again, you approach it that, Hey, I just want to learn about you, maybe you take notes. It's very flattering for people to have the words that come out of their mouth so important that you're actually taking notes. And if you limit the time, but what you really have is something that could help them. Show them that hey you can empathize with these are points of friction. Here's what I've done to help others or here's what I can done do for you. And you have to also know that not everyone is going to say yes. That's okay. There will be people that will say yes that the timing will be right and it will work to your advantage. The main thing is just don't get discouraged and continue to go. Perfect, two more and
0: the last one's the quickest. Go ahead. But this one, one of the underlying themes of this show, and we're on 150 plus episodes, is everything you should have learned in high school but didn't. I come from a loving family, but my mom's my mom was a school bus driver, my dad was an electrician. There's certain things that we didn't talk about in our household that with my 13 year old and 17 year old, we talk about them now. What is something that you wish was taught to you in high school that maybe you, Uh, instilled on your children because it wasn't taught to you?
1: Communication, encouragement. um, That's uh, you know, it's it's amazing to me but there are, you know, so when we say taught in high school there are some really good teachers out there and that's why they're special. But I find that a lot of times people get discouraged in school because they're not inspired. And I think that in addition to that there's a breakdown in communication. So they're not making the education something that gives you a reason to want to learn it, the why behind it, the how will this help you. So I wish that that was something that was it, done. So education, um, I think, could help could be helped by teachers who are taught to inspire and taught to communicate a little bit better. Um, that would make a big difference
0: and explain the why add the practicality behind it
1: how does this benefit you yeah everybody wants to know that okay this is all interesting stuff but you know what how does this how does this help me yeah why would why should i learn this what will i get out of it
0: so full disclosure not even close to the answer i thought i was going to get but i loved it so here's the bonus question the easy one but it's been the hardest for you to answer you are a lover of music you play in a band right you singer oh oh, you sing you, you don't play?
1: No, I'm not that talented, no.
0: I think if you can sing, you're probably more talented. Like I could go learn how to play a guitar. I don't think I can learn how to go sing. I either have that or I don't. Um, you're stuck on a deserted island. You're only allowed one, one band or one musical artist. Who's your go-to? Wow,
1: that's really tough because I love music so much yeah. that um, you know, it really depends on the mood. So
0: Won't hold you to it. You can throw out a couple. I'm just curious. Boy, I'm stuck on an island? Yeah, the you rest of your life. You only have the this. rest of my life. The rest of your life. This, this is it. By myself? Ah, No, <laughs> you, you, you can bring some friends. You can bring some friends, but you're in the event and you get to pick the music.
1: Well, uh, so because I like everything, I want to mix it up. Okay. I'm going to mix it up. I want a little rock. I want a little dance music. You know, I, I want to kind of mix it up and have some fun. If we're going to, if I'm going to be stuck on an hour with a bunch of friends, we're going to make it a party. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have a good time. So it'll be. I it'll love be it. So stuff. there is no one. There, there is, is no, no one. one. You're, you're uh, beer Habib. You don't yeah. need to have one. Yeah. I mean, how could you, how could you pick, you know, uh, how could you pick one? Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, think about it. If you're, you know, if you love it all, then you know, how could you really pick one? Yeah. Now that is awesome. Um, Barry,
0: people need to get a hold of you. Tell them to look you up on uh, MBS, Highway. yeah, MBS Highways. Yeah, I MBS mean, Highways. easy to find on social media. Go buy your book. Your book's amazing. I bought it on Amazon, by the way. Is that the best place to buy yeah, your book? Yeah, you can
1: get the book on Amazon. You can go to Audible. I, I read it myself, but it's, um, it's a worthwhile read.
0: Yeah, anyone in the mortgage industry, check out uh, the CMA program. Look into becoming a CMA. If not this year, then next year. When you are ready to take your business to the next level, I highly encourage it. He's Barry Habib. I'm Dustin Owen, and you have tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. That is all the time we have for you today. We'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.